Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're all well, inshallah, I'm good too, alhamdulillah. Now, before I begin this podcast episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who listens, and I know it's not many people, but it's more than I ever thought there would be listening to my podcast, mashallah. And it really does keep me motivated to keep writing things and to keep recording things because some days I have those days where I don't want to do anything. I feel like I don't have the time, the energy to write anything, to record anything, but I still do it anyways because I know there are some people who spend their time to listen and it's really, really beneficial to share the things I learn along the way to other people so that they can also benefit from the knowledge they will gain. Now, also another big thank you to my husband who always has the kids behind the scenes so I get the time to record. Alhamdulillah, I'm so grateful for that too. So, today I'm going to be talking about gratitude and how important it is in Islam. A lot of us are the first to complain about things and the first to run to Allah for help. But how many of us are the same people who run to Allah in happiness and appreciation when things go right? How many of us are the first to run to him, to thank him, because we finally got our du'as accepted? Now we all know that nothing can happen without the permission of Allah. Not even a leaf can fall without his permission. As stated in the Quran, Allah has told us himself, In Surah Al-Anam, Ayah 59 And with him are the keys of the unseen. None knows them except him, and he knows what is on the land and in the sea. Not a leaf falls, but that he knows it. And no grain is there within the darknesses of the earth, and no moist or dry thing, but that is written in a clear record. I repeat, not a leaf falls, but that he knows it. Everything that happens in this life or and the lives of every one of us and the lives of each individual living on this earth or that had lived on this, this earth or that is going to live on this earth to everything that happens on the whole of the earth to everything that happens amongst the planets, the stars, the solar system, the universe And every other world, the world of the jinn, the world of the angels, every other world that we do not know, the worlds we do not even know about, have never known about, will never know about. All of that, the places we don't know exist, the heavens, hell, everything, they have all been created by Allah. And Allah has everything about everyone and everything decreed. He knows what will happen to everything and everyone because he's the creator and he is the controller of everything. Now me and you could go to sleep thinking we have great plans for the next day or we have plans that things that we want to do tomorrow, right? We will plan to wake up plan to pray, plan to go to work or school, etc., depending on what you do in life. 
But only Allah knows what is actually in store for us. Only Allah knows what we will actually be able to do because we can make plans very well. We can sit there and say we need to do this, we have this, we have that. We may plan to go to work, but we may not get to work or we may get to work late or not the time we wanted to. Just like this, he is in charge of everything we go through in life. Okay? Everything bad in our life is put there by Allah for a reason. And maybe we don't know the reason or maybe we don't see the wisdom behind it. We may think it's the worst thing that we will ever, ever come across in our life. But sometimes we may need that in our life. That may be the very reason why we turn ourselves to our Creator even more. Now an example of that would be something... Okay, I'll use myself as an example. I went through quite a few things, um, depression and all of that stuff, and that led up to me finding my creator again, rediscovering him again. If it wasn't for all the bad things in my life, I would not look for a creator, for a reason, for an answer. I would have just been probably very well living a life full of pleasure because we don't know how we would turn out if it wasn't for the struggles if it wasn't for the things we go through in our life now sometimes we may think that life is unfair and that Allah doesn't love us and he doesn't want us to be happy that he wants to punish us but the truth is that he loves us more than our own mothers and he's more closer to us than our jugular vein as said in the Quran it says it somewhere and I don't remember where but it says it somewhere you can search it up Allah is closer to you than your jugular vein there is a hadith where Umar ibn Qadab reported that there were some prisoners brought to Allah's messenger وسلم, amongst whom there was also a woman who was searching for someone and when she found a child amongst the prisoners, she took hold of it, pressed it against her chest and provided it suck. Thereupon Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, Do you think this woman would ever afford to throw her child into the fire? We said by Allah, so far as it lies in her power, she would never throw the child in the fire. Thereupon Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, Allah is more kind to his servants than this woman is to her child. That's in Sahih Muslim 2754. Now do you think such a merciful Lord would ever put pain on us just because he wants to and not for our benefit? I don't think so. I know not so. Okay, He would never... He is more merciful than a woman who found a child and took that child in. If he is more merciful than that, he's, his mercy is endless, honestly. His mercy is incomparable to anything on this earth or beyond this earth because he made it all. He's, his mercy is endless, is boundless, it's incomparable to anything. 
It's more than you will ever, ever think or imagine. He's known to be a Rahim, the most merciful. Now, let's use the story of Prophet Yunus as an example of Allah's mercy. His story is a reminder to us that we are never alone when we have the mercy of Allah. When we have Allah, we have everything. The story goes in short form. This is a short short version of the story. You can read up the whole story, you can search it up, you can find it in the books, okay? So the story goes in short form where Allah had sent Prophet Yunus just like any other prophet was sent to his people to share the message of the oneness of Allah. Now, when he was doing this, he noticed that no one was listening to him. So Prophet Yunus left in anger. He left the city he was sent to in anger. And he began to board a ship to leave the city. And then a storm erupted and he was thrown off the ship and the ship was damaged. After which Allah commanded a whale to come to where Prophet Yunus was in the ocean and swallow him whole. Undamaged, un, undisturbed, just swallowed whole. Now Prophet Yunus was scared after ending up in the darkness of the body of the whale. Now he was said to be located in the belly, okay? So he was sat or standing or he was just in the belly of the whale. And he looked around and there was darkness. And so he called out to Allah making dua for help. And this is what he said, which is in Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 87. There is no deity except you, exalted are you. Indeed, I have been of the wrongdoers. That was what Prophet Yunus called out to Allah, making dua and calling for help. And you know Allah never leaves a dua unanswered. He will either, either grant it, he will either grant it afterwards, he will give you something better, or I think those are the, yeah, those are the ways, but he will never leave it unanswered. You ask for something, he will give you it or something better. Guaranteed. He is so merciful and so giving, okay? So if Allah saved Prophet Yunus from the belly of a whale, then we know that he can save us from any calamity, any problem we are facing. So we go to him and we ask for him, we ask for his help, okay? We make so many du'as for things we need in this life. Yet how many of us actually go to Allah when we are grateful, when when our du'as are accepted, when what we wanted has been granted? How many of us turn to Him and thank Him? How many of us do the prayer of thanking, the prayer of thankfulness? I don't know what it's called, but there is a prayer you do in gratefulness or gratitude to Allah. Yeah, it's an extra one. And how many of us do it? I can say, I don't. I can say, I, I, I need this reminder more than anyone else. Or just as much as anyone else, okay? It's good to make dua, but we should never, never forget to be thankful to Allah too. Say, for example, you, you made a dua that you really want to get an A on your GCSE, so you worked hard, you prayed for it, 
and you got granted your A, then did you go and ever thank him? Did you go and ever thank Allah for making that happen for you, for making it easy for you? Because remember, nothing happens without the plan of Allah, without him wanting it to happen. You could have very well failed your exam, no matter how hard you studied. If Allah didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't happen. Everything that happens is the, is the divine decree of Allah. Remember when the Turkey and Syria earthquakes happened about a month or two ago and some of their videos were circulating online about the victims and the casualties and all that sort of stuff? Well, some of these videos really, really stuck to me and they hit me really hard because I, I know my level of faith is nowhere near theirs and it's something I really, really look up to because these days even people who pray have been called too religious or, oh wow, you're so religious. But these people, their level of Iman is just something else and is really, really amazing, mashallah. So let's all inspire to be like them. Like one of these people, they were stuck under rubble and they were calling out for water, water, because they needed to do wudu so they can pray. Now they can't do wudu properly because the guy who was saying that, he was actually on his stomach, face on the ground, stomach on the ground, crushed by boulders, couldn't move. So... I don't understand how he wanted to do that, but he did. He took water and apparently he did pray and stuff. Now that's just something else because my, I would never, I know, I know I would never, I would never have that level of, I don't have that level of a man right now where if I was crushed by a boulder, I would say, no, give me water, I want to pray. I would actually scream the opposite, get me out, get me out. Get me out right now. I don't care. That's what I would say. And I know that's bad. But that's what most of us would say. This person who said they want water so they can pray before they get taken out is just something else. Honestly, it's, it's amazing, mashallah. And there's this other lady who was crushed again by boulders because she also got crushed in the earthquake in the building. And she actually kept saying that she wanted a hijab first because she wasn't fully covered then she won't come out she wanted a hijab then she came out then she let her, them pull her out she actually didn't let them pull her out because her hair was uncovered she, she covered it and then she let them pull her out it's just amazing how these people are crushed by boulders they're stuck in the most uncomfortable places they physically can't move their body must be aching yet they don't want to upset their creator they don't want to make Allah unhappy they don't want to make a sin on themselves by not praying by not covering properly they they want to do their best even in those circumstances and things like this remind me that we have so many blessings in this life, Alhamdulillah, we have so many blessings, but most of us are just not grateful enough. Your blessings may not be the same as someone else's, but you still have so many blessings that you may not realize every single day. For example, 
I may not have the same monetary value as a millionaire, or most of us may not, but we may have, um, we may have Islam, which is the biggest blessing we have. It's the biggest thing that Allah has blessed us with. Without Islam, we wouldn't have the chance to even smell paradise, think of paradise. It's just, it's just amazing. We don't have the one million pounds, but we have the religion, we have the deen, which is precious, which is so valuable that one million pounds is nothing in comparison. Allah has not only given us the blessings of Islam, but most of us have the ability to see, to smell, to taste, to feel, to touch, all of these basic senses that without which our lives would be completely different. These small senses, not small, but these senses which we barely think about. How many times do you think about, oh wow, I can taste that, I'm so glad I can taste, Allah's amazing. I never think about that in all honesty. We need to all be so much more grateful about all the things we have. Even the things you consider small, someone else would think is huge. Like for example, you see things every day, but do you ever think about, oh, Thank you, Allah, for giving me my eyes. Thank you for giving me my vision. No. I wear glasses, so sometimes I think, why can't I not wear glasses? Still ungrateful, right? Allah could have easily made you deaf or blind, but He chose not to. He chose to give you all your working senses. And even if you are blind, there's actually a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, hadith 5653. Narrated by Anas bin Malik. Now, it goes, I heard Allah's Messenger وسلم, saying, Allah said, If I deprive my slave of his two beloved things, i.e. his eyes, and he remains patient, I will let him enter paradise in compensation to them. Look at the mercy of Allah. You can never say he is not merciful, but he will always 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 be the most merciful we will definitely remain ungrateful no matter how much we thank him because his favor on us is endless okay his favor on us us is just incomparable to anything anything in the world his favor on us see he even says that if he chose not to give you eyes not to give you eyesight paradise is open for you if you're a good Muslim, paradise is open to you easily. Think about that. He chose not to give you eyes, but he gave you paradise in compensation. And in paradise, all of us will have eyes. I'm not saying go out there and make yourself blind or anything. I'm just saying if Allah took something from you, he will always give you something better. If he takes something, he always gives. You go walking to him, he comes running to you. You go to him complaining about things, he'll always make ease for you. He'll give you, make a du'a, he'll give you something better for you. Or all your du'a straight away, whichever one is better for you. He knows you inside out. He knows what's good for you, he knows what's bad for you. 
Never ever forget the mercy of Allah. Never forget to thank Him. I need to remind myself before I remind anyone else about this. Because I know myself I have so many blessings, Alhamdulillah. But how often do I go and thank Allah for my blessings? How often do I go and show my gratitude to Him for all the beneficial things I have, for all the things I can have in this world, for all the things I do have in this world? I have a platform on Spotify, mashallah, and that's where I share so many beneficial things, things that I learn. And a lot of people have knowledge, but they don't have the means to share because they don't have the time. But Allah has given me the time, okay? I know I, it's difficult for me, but I make the time because Allah has given me the time. He chose to give me the time. Mashallah. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that's an example of mercy and of Allah's kindness and of Allah's favor on me. Okay? You may, someone else may have a modest fashion business. And I've always wanted that. I never had the opportunity so far. But they do. And imagine all the Muslims who buy from you, who give gifts from your company, who dress modest because of what you sell, who dress the clothes you sell and dress better because they saw what you sell. You're inspiring people to be modest. You're doing such a good job and keep going. For the people who have kids, I have kids, it's hard. But think of all the all the beneficial knowledge you'll share through your kids. The way you raise your kids will inspire them. If you do it right, it will set a good example for them. They'll share the knowledge to their kids. They'll teach their kids. It will go on and on. If you're a teacher, you teach kids. You set them up for their future. And that is also a blessing. If you're a caretaker, you care for people. You look after them. People who can't do that for themselves. That is also a blessing. We are all here in different ways. To do different things. Just always remember Allah has given us all different opportunities in this life. And sometimes you may not see your opportunities. You may not view yourself as being helpful or useful. But you are. Allah has always made each one of us for a different purpose in this life. And each one of us have a different role to play. And each one of us should always put Allah at the forefront to thank Him for everything He's given us in this life. To make dua for things we need and to thank Him when He gives us what we need, okay? Anyways, that's all for today. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I got very, um, what do they call it? Not emotional into it like I really got into that <laughs> so this podcast went a bit too long but I hope you guys still listen I hope you girls still love it thank you for listening honestly I really do appreciate everyone who listens it just makes me so happy that I get to share things that I learn things that I I it just makes me so happy honestly thank you if you want to then you can also follow me on Instagram with the same name for our talks with three S's at the end. 
but I deleted my TikTok because it's just too full of backbiting, drama, and it's just a waste of time. That's just my opinion, but it's just a waste of time. But until next time, salam.